Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by El Fagador Larry Blake. Hey, mate. Hey, bud. I'm all right. How are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? Good too well. Uh, How are you feeling after the Prince Charles show? Tired. Tired. (laughs) 90% tired. Yeah. It was a long day, but very, that was, it was very nice. Uh, Film was big old bag of balls but uh it, it's it is as, what it as is. you would imagine it would be um yeah. but yeah it was a very enjoyable experience lovely to see so many people turn up it was lovely actually i, I had a jolly good time but i am still tired yeah well i'd gone climbing at six in the morning uh that day mm. so i really kicked my week off with a bang that <laughs> i haven't recovered from yeah. <laughs> um so yeah very yeah because i was up early to watch raw mm. and then i was just thinking about the show like throughout the day and then, like, last night, I was like, oh, yeah, I could really do, like, a nice little, like, lie-in or something. Or, you know, go early night. Nope, we decided to go to the cinema uh, ah. for a, a film that didn't start until 20 past 8. Oh, Which means mug. that we didn't get home until, like, midnight, basically, because films can't be short now, can they? Can't just, mm. can't wrap things up quickly, especially if it's a comedy. It's got to be two hours. Yeah, two hours of comedy is a long time. Like, but I would say... There aren't that many beats to a comedy film. Because I went to go see Long Shots, mm. and it is excellent yes really really good I, I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it Seth Rogen's great Charlize Theron's awesome like she's so so great and mm. Jude and Rayfield's amazing like, really really good cast but it is quite funny as well because like the film has quite clear parodies of Donald Trump and Rupert Murdoch yeah it is just like you know, the the president in the movie is a movie actor who wants to step down I oh, know he's a TV actor who wants to step down as president to achieve his lofty goal of being a movie star because <laughs> it's very difficult to transition from being a movie for a TV star into movies and they're like well yeah Woody Harrelson and mm. George Clooney they're about the only two people who've made it <laughs> and um so that's a running gag throughout the film but also like there's this media conglomerate that keeps buying newspapers and they have like these awful misogynistic uh, hosts on there right which is it's Fox it's Fox and Friends is what they're yeah, parodying yeah, yeah. and there is this character in there that's played by Andy Serkis so you've got like these two very very wrought not subtle in any way parodies and then there's a scene like in the movie where one of the like where one of the characters that you like goes like oh by the way I'm a Republican and I'm a Christian and it no! kind of and, and it's meant to sort of like trying to challenge you to be like you know not all Republicans are the same no like, no they're not but and absolutely not but, but the just, worst ones are the worst <laughs> exactly yeah. it just felt so weird to be in this movie where it's like God aren't Republicans though look at Donald Trump he's mm. terrible look at Fox aren't they a big bag of balls and then <laughs> a character goes and then O'Shea Jackson stands up and be like by the way I'm a Republican and you're like well I like him yeah it's it's it was a bit on maybe the nose. we could talk him round. It was a bit on the nose, mm. and that was. My, and I, I think that it, there's a lot to be said in that of like, you shouldn't all judge all Republicans by Donald Trump? Oh, and, and all and, Tories and, are gammon. Exactly. Yeah. Not all. Yeah. I know some Tories, yeah. uh, Tory supporters who aren't pricks, so it's <laughs> it's fine. Well, hmm, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's. Uh, but the problem is the film doesn't then like give you. Oh, I'm a Republican for X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I believe in yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah, and yeah. this, and this. It's very much just a case of. Oh, I am one. Some people can have. Some people can hide their terrible beliefs. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it, I do recommend it. He's it's, the real monster in the film, Luke. 
he's hiding in plain sight yeah. like Voldemort. Yeah. Meanwhile, over on Netflix, we've got a film where it's like, look at Ted Bundy's romance. Like, <laughs> my lord. Oh, what a world. I uh, but I do recommend it. It's my film recommendation of the week. Um, I thought it was excellent. But um, we're excited for Detective Pikachu because that's Detective out tomorrow. Detective Pikachu. Out tomorrow. I'm dead excited. Trailer for it was on before Long Shot last night. And my wife said, I'm not sure I can go see the film. Yeah. And I was like, really? What? But where? I was like, really? She was like, yeah, I mean, it does look good, but I cannot listen to the Pokemon talk. I, I cannot get on board with Pika Pika. I, I cannot hear it for too long. But then, well, I don't think most of them will. I don't think most of them will talk. I think the joke is that, yeah, Ryan Reynolds says Pika Pika, and yeah. I think I feel like the rest of the trailer you don't hear anyone else talk, do no, you? I think, so that's like, what she's worried I think they're just going to make grunts, like in mm. the because there's a difference in like the kids' anime stuff in Pokemon where they do just say over and over again. But then all the adults sort of. Like they've done like sort of dark, skewed anime stuff, mm. like uh, Pokemon Origins, yeah. in which all the Pokemon just make animal-style sounds. So I don't think you're going to get too much Charmander, Jigglypuff. <laughs> I do like the uh, the bit when he walks into the cage match against Charizard. Yeah. He's like, ah, I fought this guy loads of times. Yeah. Like, this will be fine. Can't get it up. <laughs> <laughs> pika, pika. Pika, pika. So, yeah, I, I'm stoked for that. I was going to go to the pictures tonight because my wife was out, but there is nothing else on at the cinema no. at the moment. Now that's all Pikachu. It's, unless, oh, unless it's Endgame. Mm, so, um, yeah. But we're actually going to be talking about, sort of tangentially linked to Detective Pikachu in the outro portion of this podcast. We're a nice little tease there for you. Um, but let's crack on with the show. What we're going to be talking about, and this is news for you because I haven't even told you what we're talking about in the show yet. I've seen it on the thumbnail. Oh, okay. It's The Forgotten Sons. We're going to be talking about The Forgotten Sons mega push. Is it too soon? Here's the show. We're going to be kicking things off today talking about uh, the, the Viking Raiders. Who? Well, well, I mean, Hoops. I did actually write down initially in my notes War Raiders yes. because I thought to myself they're the War Raiders in NXT, right? Yeah, and we've not seen. Well, they yeah, we saw them once. We saw them in the Street uh, Profits match, yes, which we thought was a tag title match, and it wasn't. Yeah, and what were they billed as there? They would the build as the, the they were build as the War Raiders then because it was taped before they yes. did the call. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they were still the. But War it's Raiders. weird to have not just gone back and change that I don't, yeah yeah i don't know i don't know but yeah so they were the viking raiders uh here and i think they've been sort of advertised as viking raiders since more or less because they're gonna be yeah. in action next week i think yes but they were also called ivar and eric ivar and I, eric yeah. i feel like there would have been a interim point where you go fine to change the team name probably best to still call them hansen and rose <laughs> That's what yeah. the NXT crowd know them as? Yeah. Well, you know. I can't wait for next week when, when they just have to just pretend like that didn't happen. Do you know <laughs> what? No one watches NXT anyway. So no, it's, apparently it's not. Fine. Um, but yeah, they're trying to like leave the uh, mm. the, the PC because apparently they still visit there, even though they're on the, the road with Raw. Yeah, it's a bit busy. With the chance to even go over to SmackDown with it's the It's the best place to work out. Well, exactly. Uh, but they're attacked by the Forgotten Sons. We see this quite cool. It's, like, it's via um, like security cam footage. Mm -hmm. And... They're sort of leaving the building, and all of a sudden, Jackson Riker pulls up in his uh, in his like truck, and then from out yeah. of nowhere, uh, Cutler and Blake just start beating them down, and they throw a bin at them, and yeah. all this sort of stuff. Like, you can see have there, a, look, there's the bin that's being bin. thrown at them, and they start attacking them. And they said that uh, War Raiders, sorry, Viking Raiders, will be on NXT <laughs> next week. It's force of habit, I think. Viking Raiders will be on the, the show next week. The Experience Raiders, I think you're fine. Oh, sorry, my apologies. The Raiding Experience will be on the show next week. And it appears to be we're pushing in the direction of doing Viking Raiders versus the Forgotten Sons, mm -hmm. possibly for the tag titles, which one would assume then means the Forgotten <clears throat> Sons could be winning the, winning the tag mm -hmm. titles. We're not going to go... There are things that have happened post this, spoiler-wise, yep. in terms of NXT. So we're not going to discuss that um, because... This is a spoiler-free zone. Mm. So it, they appear to be heading in the direction that the Forgotten Sons could be in line to be the next NXT Tag Team Champions. Yeah. And I thought I would pose the question to you. This is a discussion part of the show. Is it too soon for the Forgotten Sons to win the tag, tag straps? You're dang right it's too soon. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's too soon. Like... The War Raiders, and it's just because, yeah, the War Raiders were like, they, there was a big panic on the main roster where they're like, we need guys. So bring up the War Raiders, bring up 
uh, Black and Ricochet. We tried to get Gargano and Champa. Thank, like almost thankfully for Johnny Gargano, Champa got injured to the point or had to have surgery, like so that he gets to finish his run in NXT. Got to find those silver linings. You got to find the silver linings. That's actually almost like a, a weird bit of luck to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, shame he didn't get to finish the actual story they were doing, but they still had one of the matches. Johnny Gargano still got to have like a match of the year kind of thing. Got to look at those silver linings. Yes, very small silver linings here. They could have ended up in a feud against Hawkins and Ryder or something. I know! <laughs> um, well, they could have ended up Raw Tag Team Champs pretty quickly, I, I imagine. But um, yeah, so obviously this is a this is NXT having to scramble because someone else had a panic and a scramble. Mm-hmm. And th- this is them going like, well, what, what do we do now? Like, what do we do with the Raiders now? Yeah, and I think, and I think the, the, it's a good choice, the Forgotten Sons, I think, to stick, like, because you could have done the safe option, just whacked it back on the Undisputed Era. But realistically, they're doing their own they, thing. They've got their the own moment. issues. Yeah, so I think the Forgotten Sons, if they are going the way of becoming the tag champs, it is a good choice because I think heel factions are going to work better for the kind of tag teams that they've got ready to chase, like mm-hmm. Street Profits, like the like all these other teams that they've they've kind of got Birch and Lorcan if they're still gonna be around. Like they need heels to have the belts because all the people who could chase them yeah. are faces. And because they're like a trio faction as well. Yeah, so it almost so, feels yeah. like a, it's like a, a hostile. Well they've got the monster the guy, yeah, like with, you with know, Riker. Yeah. So there's some stuff that you can do with there with like the the plucky babyface tag team, like Street Profits chasing against the Forgotten Sons. It's quite a nice little story. Yeah, and I think and I think and you should, I think we should be setting the Street Profits up to be the tag team champions because one, they deserve it. I think they're amazing. But also the best way to do it is them overcoming seemingly insurmountable odds mm-hmm. it didn't help though that they got mushed up by the war raiders yeah quite handily but and they were knocked out and they were knocked out the first round of the uh, dusty classic as well yeah, weren't they yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was a terrible little uh, run for them at that dust, point. Dusty. but you know they did but really the dusty well. classic they just like tag teams that are just two guys yeah just two dudes two dudes stuck together <laughs> But um, it, but the forgotten sons i think like you i think they are a good choice mm. to be next in line for the nxt tag team championships because uh, you know, you got the Jackson Riker yep. thing in there as well. They're heels. They're quite dominant heels. But also, it will then kind of add some <coughs> level of credence and, and and sort of a level of prestige to the Dusty Classic because they did make it to the finals. Yes, yeah. was it the finals or was it the semifinals? They were the. Who was the? No, the, what so the, the was the finals? Wasn't was it? it the finals? I thought it was the finals. It was Black and Ricochet versus. Yeah, the Forgotten Sons. Yeah, then yeah. Black and Ricochet won, right? Yeah, and then and they then, then they went on to face the the, uh, the, I was gonna say, the Viking Experience Raiders. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's quickly Google this live on air. Double checking. Double checking. I'm it. pretty sure that's correct. Yeah. Uh, previous winners. Uh, yeah, the Forgotten Sons. Alistair Black and Ricochet was the yeah. final. Yeah. So I think them being in the finals of the Dusty Classic. Yeah. Kind of did that really elevated them up the tank division because we said when that the tournament was going on. They were the one team I didn't expect to go very far. No, yeah, but they managed. They actually managed to pull out quite a few good matches there. They seem really to be like stuff. they're very capable when they're elevated, or what, like on at matching a level. I yeah. think. Well, the match against uh, Black and Ricochet was great. Yes, and I thought the Mustache Mountain match was really good as mm. well. So, I think I think it could be argued that it's too soon of a mega push. In the Dusty Classic, it yes. felt like it was too soon of a mega push there. Mm-hmm. Coming off the back of that, though... But they knew stuff was happening already, though. They, they were yeah. already aware that they were about to be gutted. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. The, well, yeah, they say, saw the knife. Mania's <laughs> like, they were like, coming. Whoa, it was, you know. Mania season's nearly yeah. over. Like, we're going to lose a lot yeah, of these yeah. guys. It's the psycho shower moment. It's <laughs> the... They'd seen the curtain be peeled back, and yeah. they were like... <gasps> so I think that... At the Dusty Classic, I would have said, yes, it is too soon mm-hmm. for this mega push for these guys. But off the back of that, maybe not so much. Maybe maybe it's yeah. not too soon. Oh, I think the problem is, is the answer is uh, that somebody was going to have to get a mega push. And it might as well be these guys. Like, yeah. realistically, your only other option, to my mind, is Undisputed Era. And that would be pretty boring. And they're actually doing—they're doing something that seems really interesting oh, at yeah. the moment. I really think interesting. they're doing a really cool storyline with that. So we could just whack the belts back on them and then go back to normal undisputed era business. But that stifles the that tag division, which they've already done enough so mm-hmm. far. Like they've had a fantastic matches, but it's been in a very specific pocket of the NXT universe against like the same sets of guys over and over again. So it's good to see it mixed up mm-hmm. and have someone else chasing. But I also think having a really 
quite terrible heel faction running the show on NXT is a storyline that they'll get a lot of mileage out of because the problem is with the the problem with the undisputed era is they're so over mm-hmm. that no one is going to like people don't actually want to see them lose the belts when they have the belts so the benefit of putting it on the forgotten sons is whoever is chasing there's going to be that moment when they finally win the belts from them yeah and everyone goes ballistic because people don't want them to have the belts. Particularly if it is something like the Street Profits yes. chasing the belts. Because they feel like they're the, the most natural fit to chase the Forgotten Sons. Yes. kind of sucks that they don't get their like their moment of glory over the War Raiders because it felt like that we were kind of building towards that. Yes, yeah. They tried all the tactics and they tried all the stuff, yeah. Yeah, but you know, getting something over the Forgotten Sons, if they are then pushed as these sort of like monster tag champs, yeah. almost like the way that AOP were pushed when, mm. they, when they won the belts of just like, yeah, man, like you guys don't stand a chance against them. Yeah. But then you finally get the big win over them and it's like, woohoo, yeah, we won. Well, I think, I think that while there's no plan, it's better to just have people with the belts who are kind of a safe bet in the sense that you're always going to be happy when they lose it. Mm-hmm. Like, not having a plan and giving it to the Street Profits now and not knowing what you're really going to do with them as the champions, that's one way to kill their momentum completely. Whereas, at least this way, you can just keep them off telly, mm-hmm. put the Forgotten Sons in their place who are always going to get the same reaction People don't like you. Yeah. So then when you start to heat up the the Street Profits or whoever else is chasing, everyone goes like, okay, I'm back into this now. Yeah. And you can just keep them, you can keep their sort of uh, vibe about them, this kind of groundswell of support behind the Street Profits. They're, they're kind of cool in their credence. Like, yeah. And then later on, just use that. Like when you're ready, to, when you're ready to deploy it, mm. deploy it. Don't do it now. Yeah. And then be like, what do we do with the Street Profits, man? <laughs> yeah, now what do we do? Well, I mean, I would say that I think they are a solid, solid choice uh, to be the next tag champs. Yeah. Uh, I'm behind it. Um, and yeah, I. but what do you think in the chat? Why don't you let us know? Randy, uh, oh, let's ask you, what do you think? Do you think it's too soon to be pushing uh, the Forgotten Sons into this position? Yeah, I just don't find them particularly interesting, to be honest. No? Um, or should I put there? That's because you can yeah, put the camera no, on I, yourself. Yeah, on. I just don't find them a particularly interesting group. They're not uh, someone I enjoy watching particularly. <coughs> um, there are teams that have been there for much longer who the fans get behind much more. Who would your pick be? Street Profits. Just put it straight under the Profits? Yeah, just I feel like they've got enough charisma to just kind of do it and then just hold the belts for a while longer and then they can drop it and then um, feud with Eric Young and stuff on Raw. <laughs> cool. Deep insights. Deep insight from, from Randy, Randy Anderson. Bailey dressed as Sting on, on Raw. Sorry. Well, obviously. That's the only way to go with Bailey. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash boast. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. 
With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Before we do that, we have got some $25 shoutouts for our Patreon pledge hammers that we've got to read out. If you want to become one of these people, just go over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk and become one of our awesome $25 and above pledge hammers on Patreon. Just like these fine people, Jonathan, the Headmaster Headman. Jonathan. Get your own insert, you get your own special name and everything. Damien Wayne Wade Wilson. Oh, yes. Lovely stuff. I trust you as Sam Farah as I can throw you. Still my favorite. Still my favorite name I'll come up with. Have a cup of tea. Caught in a Travis Weber. Oh, Spider-Man, lovely stuff. We're going on a Brian Huntley. Yes, we are. are. Gonna catch a big one. Charlie, drink it in, Z-Man. Yeah. Yeah. King George Phillips. Who we saw at the Prince Charles on Tuesday. Nice nice. to see you again. Uh, The Perfect Storm, Noah Trombley. Oh, yeah, The Perfect Storm. There can only be one. Our legends. Highlander, yes. Now, I don't know how this goes, but Robert Spencer. Period. Lovely, that's pretty good. It's Monty Brown. It's a very 2005 reference. Michael Sands of Time. <laughs> Prince of Persia. <laughs> John, John's secret. Nothing to do with that. <laughs> Prince of Persia. John, Secret Santos. Yay! Yay. Big Apple Takedown, Lindsay Monroe. Oh, you booked it, you book. <laughs> and finally, it's Butter Me Up, Sir Nord. Butter Me Up, butter mate. Me up. Build Me Up, Buttercup. Sir Nord. It's Sir and he's. Thank you very much, Randy. That's it for your inputs. So, Nicholas Belgraph, no uh, message, but a little donation there from Nicholas. Thank Thank you very much, much, Nicholas. Uh, Louise Marie says, Good midnight from Melbourne, friends. Hey, uh, it's our hey. Australian contingent. Yeah, was she the one who complained last week about starting just before she went to bed? I think she was. <laughs> um, I like the fact that we've got like a really strong like Aussie contingent mm. that because it is bedtime. Yeah, when we go live, that people are watching us is almost like a. We bedtime should start. Ritual. Yeah, we should start ending with like a story. Oh yeah, yeah. Like we we could read the tiger who came to tea or something <laughs> as the last bit of the. Uh, Every ramble. Yeah. Be a good, uh, that'd, that'd be a quite great good. way to yeah, end exactly, show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we actually do have um, we've got a special surprise to uh, go over at the end because you and I have been sent a gift. What? I know. And it's interesting. And I've have, you like, just, have you misread the word gif? Uh, just no, said we've no. been sent a gif. We've been sent a gif and it's just for you and I. <laughs> no, it's an actual, it's a gift, but it was sent specifically for you and me. Ooh. Which is hilarious because Ollie's very jealous. <laughs> <laughs> it's wigs. <laughs> so we're going to find, I don't know what it is, but we're going to find out at the end of the show Ooh. what it is. Little tease for you. Uh, Shajon Aberdeen, you have not done a super chat, but you have tried to spoil Endgame. Uh, <laughs> so stop it and I have banned you. Um, so Tomo says, if the Viking, if the war Viking experience machine Raiders face the Forgotten Daughters, one of the teams will win. Uh, Very but, smart. Yeah, Adam. Yep, one of one of them will clearly win, a betting yes. man. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm, thank you for that, Tomo. Uh, XG Krampus says that Riddle Cole match was goddamn brilliant. I'm sure we'll get to that. Uh, that Forgotten Sons ambush was like a mob hit with them blocking the exit with a car. It was cool, actually. I liked it. I really liked it. I thought it was a really well shot. And it was a cool presentation as well because it was the security cam footage. Mm. I I really dug it. See, I I like the idea of them as this sort of like really rogue faction and Mm. and going further than anyone else would go. Like really play on the sort of uh, knockoff Sons of Anarchy vibes that they're going for. I also think it's another interesting avenue you can go down with the Forgotten Sons if you are giving them this big old mega push into the tactile mm. picture is that because the Undisputed Era are imploding 
it could almost work as a bit of a babyface turn for the Undisputed Era. Yes, yeah. To then go against the Forgotten Sons, who are like, look, while you guys were dicking around between yourselves, we took over this place. Yes, yeah, We yeah, did yeah. everything that you were trying to do. I like Faction War. Yeah, and that'd be really cool. Mm. Yeah. And, I mean, the Undisputed Era are so over as babyfaces that... I think people are ready to just start cheering them for being the yeah. awesome dudes that they are. <laughs> yeah, people don't care. No, it's really just I. Their tweeners about really trying. It's just, oh, absolutely, uh, yeah. Uh, people have just started uh, giving us what, as, as you were talking about Australia, the time. People are giving us what time it is where they are. So we've got ten nineteen <coughs> in New York. We've got seven. Wow, New York! I love New York. In Arizona. <gasps> so awesome, New York. It's a brilliant. You're not listening. Place. You're not listening, Luke. Oh, sorry. It's, uh, 12.19 a.m. in uh, Australia, uh, 9.18 in Missouri, uh, 3.18 p.m. obviously here. It's funny, yeah. someone left a message on Discord earlier this week that said that um, the podcast has really gone downhill since we started doing it as a live stream. And I think it's this kind of content that, that, that they're talking about where we're, we're just reading time zones talking now. Bollocks. Sorry, <laughs> talking things. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a swear, it's uh, fine. I, I think you can get away with that one. Um... Super chats, please. Uh, yes, Jobber JJ four nine six says at least NXT are trying to make them interesting. That yep, absolutely yeah. yeah. I mean, and I think the there's chance of like stay forgotten or have disappeared. Yeah, in the crowd I behind mean, them as they, heels. They've had like the the good thing is that the NXT gave them enough in ring time to eventually have that good match we were all waiting for and do the right thing with Jackson Riker. They just need to stay on, stay in the pocket, stay on, just target. keep doing that, like, stay on target. You know. Uh, Total Blurred says, uh, is there any way you guys could let us know what big independent wrestlers we should be looking out for? Oh. It depends on what you mean for, for looking out for. It's like who's going to be like a star in something mm. like AEW or WWE mm. down the line. Um, because instantly my mind went to David Starr. But, David Starr. Yeah, but he's not going to be going to. No. I mean, he'll do some stuff with Ring of Honor. But he won't. Uh, he would, so we interviewed him. I mean, we personally didn't, but like Russell Talk interviewed him over Progress Super Strong, Super Strong Style sixteen weekend. And he, I was just editing the interviews then. That's when the reason why it's come to mind. And he was talking about how that he he's turned down WWE because once you go there, you can't go anywhere else. Yeah. And he does consider himself truly independent. So he, but he's now living in the UK. Yeah. For healthcare. Because it's free here. Smart. At Smart Man. And so he's going to be very much on the British scene and probably less on the American scene. Mm. He might be still doing some stuff in the American scene. But David Starr is so, so good. He's and he, he did say that he's going to wait to see how AEW plays out. Yeah. As to whether or not he want, might consider going over there for something. Because yeah. at the moment, it's an unknown quantity. Not in terms of its quality or if it's going to be on TV or if it's going to be on pay-per-view. It's just that if I go there, am I stuck there, yeah, or am I truly independent and I can go anywhere? I well, want? yeah, exactly. Are they going to stick to their sort? They because they're you know, they had said previously that when they were going to have people appear at AEW, they would be allowed to do other stuff, like you know, Jericho is still going to get to do New Japan yep. stuff, like Kenny Omega, most likely, is going to do that sort of stuff too. Because New Japan are really going to want that, like yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Like, I think they're going to be very open to collaborating, but whether that's only with other really big promotions mm. or with the likes of progress who are a wwe promotion but that yeah. also then comes that also well like a wwe feeder i guess mm -hmm. but that also comes with like what a wwe saying back as well yeah so. the other two names i would certainly throw out um one of which is most likely going to be a big star within the company mm. is jimmy havoc for, oh, with all elite yeah, wrestling jimmy if jimmy is given the creative freedom that I'd imagine he has or is going to be given with all elite. Yeah. He's going to produce some absolutely incredible stuff over mm -hmm. there. Sitting with Darby Allen in that promotion as well. So I think there's going to be some really interesting stuff coming out of Jimmy Havoc. But I'll always get it back for my boy Chris Brooks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Chris Brooks is Love incredible. Brooks, yeah. Love Brooks. Great independent talent. Uh, he turned down WWE. He's mm. one of those guys. He was going to go over with Banks and uh, he turned it down. So. Whether he goes to All Elite, I don't know. But he's, great. he's so good. And basically, you go to any British wrestling show, you'll see Chris Brooks there. Mm. He's great. Uh, Aussie Open sign, anyway. No, no. Ah, yeah, so it's another good show. Yeah, yeah, my other see. faves. Aussie Open's a great show. They are amazing. Oh, they're so good. Carl, that Carl, Carl, Carl Fletcher, Fletcher Jordan Devlin match. match. Good. Unbelievable. Crikey, that's going to end up my top 10 match of the year. Yeah. Amazing. Loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Uh, Tomo says, Tomo. Randy Datsun merch for the win. So I've got one more <laughs> one supporter still. Uh, Robert Johnson says, watching from God's own country, county, Wakefield, Yorkshire. Keep up the good work. <sighs> Beautiful part of the world. Beautiful part of the world. And the best tea. 
Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, I, have a, I have Yorkshire tea in my I desk. Know, I know, I'm quite jealous of it. Yeah. I don't want to steal it from you. Yeah, so. You can have some if you want. Oh, thanks, mate. Thanks, bud. It's pretty cheap. It's tea in it. It's real cheap over here. Thomas Lagden, who was one of the uh, anti uh, Randy merch of yesterday, says, Hey, Randy. And then he says another one, which is, Is it just me or did the Undisputed Era bit at the end feel a bit messy? Might be something to do with the crowd going crazy, but felt a bit sloppy. Oh, what, them arguing? <clears throat> I don't know. I didn't think it was sloppy. I quite liked it. No, I liked it. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Cool. Right. Well, let's crack on into the show itself. Uh, this was a... Pretty. It was a very solid episode of NXT. Yes. With a kick-ass main event. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was all built around. And I think that that's what NXT are doing quite well at the moment. Like, the start of the show is basically telling you, here is what you need to be excited about for this week. Mm-hmm. Last week, it was Kishida is debuting tonight. Yeah. And tonight, it was Matt Riddle versus Adam Cole, baby, in the main event. Oh, yes. Yes. Yes, please. More of that. Thank Absolutely. You. More 20-minute matches <laughs> yeah. on NXT. And with two short matches that kind of sort of act Storyline. There's a buffer yeah, for them. Yeah. Well, we'll get on to the second one as a, a storyline thing. I've, yeah. I've got some thoughts. You do? I, I've got some thoughts. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I my, One of my notes just goes, who saw that coming? <laughs> <laughs> We're kicking things off with a match that was set up last week between Mia Yim and Bianca Belair. What are you doing? Um, and I, I thought it was a really good clash because they're two very, very confident uh, characters. Mm-hmm. Mia Yim, she's the head baddie in charge, mm-hmm. Inspector Gadget, Dr. Claw. <laughs> and Bianca Belair, still in her mindset, is undefeated. undefeated. So it was a really in nice... In reality, delusional. <laughs> yeah. In reality, can't win. <laughs> Keeps getting pinned. Um, in big matches. And they... I thought there's a really nice clash there of yes. characters. Two very strong-minded characters going at it. And that really played out in the start of the match. Yes. When they... they well, they traded blows, basically, in moves. And it was like, arm drag for arm drag. And then they did this brilliant Matrix block arm drag where they both just went... Oh. <laughs> Okay. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's when they went for the sort of mutual. They were going to go fist bump or yeah. I think it was a fist bump or a sort of arm bump. That weird that one on yeah. there. And uh, then they just then Bianca just was like, "Booted no, her. I'm going to boot I'm you. Just gonna boot you I'm going to boot you." And she worked over it like, and then Yim started to make a comeback. And I, I like the finish of this as well because Mim does a sunset flip power bomb, and Bella does the big old comedy cell where you go, "Oh yeah. no, I can't get the right." Oh. And then eventually she does get to the ropes, but Yim pulls her back down. She gets back up and she uses her hair round the rope yeah. for the leverage. I thought it was actually quite creative. Well, I thought, it was really, I thought it was really good as well because it was brilliantly done and sold by the ref. I think this whole spot because the, the brilliant like, oh, and then she goes, she gets the ropes and then mm. she sits down into the pin. Yes. And so the ref go, drops down to count, but then goes, no, no. You've got to let go of the ropes. Yeah. So Bianca Belair lets go of the ropes, like really does the dramatic, like, let's go of the ropes. And the, the crowd go like, yes, the rules! <laughs> the rules are being enforced! And then that's when Yim rolls her up. Yeah. And then so then when she rolls back up and does the hair whip, yeah. the ref doesn't see it. Ref she's, look, she's gone down the other way to count here. So yeah. it was such a good, like, bit of ring psychology that I really enjoyed. I really liked it because, like, I never really buy into the, like, oh, I've got my hands on the ropes. Yeah. Leverage. Well, because I imagine this, I imagine that this spot, this, I was looking at this match and I was like, they like both of these stars. And I just imagined that it was a Baszler running. Mm. Like, as soon as I saw it, because that's what we've had for a lot of the time, I was like, this is just going to be a Baszler, Duke and Shafir running Schmoz finish. And instead it was a very cleverly done finish that protects both people. Yeah. I thought it was really, really cool. I was, like, um, the hands on the ropes for leverage is just one of those things that we accept in wrestling. It's yes, like, yeah, yeah, I guess it makes sense. It probably makes sense. Down on yeah, I guess, I guess it makes sense in yeah. the world of wrestling in the same way that you're running into the ropes, you just bounce back. Mm. But I thought this was a really clever way of doing that, yeah. of like putting a different spin on it. And as you say, with, with the referee's position and everything, really smart, protected both of them. And it's another nice little wrinkle to the Bianca Belair character. Yes. That, yeah, she, in her mindset, she's undefeated. Now she's got to cheat to win. Yes. She doesn't... Well, that's the thing. She doesn't mind... As long as she doesn't lose. Yeah. Really. That's kind of her vibe. It's not even... 
I don't even think she thinks that's cheating. I think she's she thinks she's using every advantage she has. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and I, but it's brilliant for Mia Yim as well because you could see Mia Yim in the ring at the end turning to the ref and being like, come on! Like, <laughs> yeah, go, what? <laughs> and it got really good heat from the crowd as yeah. well. Really, really good heat. And then we've got the Viking Raiders Forgotten Sunbit. And then speaking of Duke and Shafir and Baser, they were training down the, P- uh, the Performance Center. All of a sudden, Io Shirai runs in and yeah. starts battering Baser. <laughs> then everyone runs in. Including Robbie Brookside. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you doing this? It was it was really cool actually. And again, because it was shot from like Shafir had set up a phone to record yeah. themselves doing their training. So it doesn't feel staged and forced, like, oh, it just so happens that a camera crew was there. It was like, no, no, no this is footage that no, we this, shot. Yeah, they were like gonna watch back their own tapes. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was really, really cool. I, I like this. Yeah, I, I really do. I, I like the idea of like a fired up Io Shirai who's like, no, you've gone too far now. Like, yeah. I am now coming for you three. Exactly, yeah. In you've the been, way that you've been doing for everyone else on this you've roster. You've been blindsiding me. Now yeah. I'm going to blindside you when you're not expecting it. And I think it's, good, it's a good thing, with I think, with Io as well because she, like, I think promos-wise, same with Kyrie Sane, like they, they struggled with sort of firing up people through promos just because the language barrier was mm-hmm. there. And having... Just take page with her. Having, yeah, but having people do stuff like this is just a really good way of telling that same sort of gutsy story, but just through physical action. Yeah, oh, that was really cool. What was not quite so cool, though, is our next match. Oh, <laughs> so, I, I actually quite like this. Raul Mendoza took on the returning Riddick Moss. Yes. Riddick Moss hasn't been on TV since, I think it was like April last year. Mm. He had a big old injury. Uh, he was a former tag team with Tito Sabatelli. He's like a proper WWE homegrown talent. Yes, yeah. Uh, he was on Breaking Ground a lot. He's been there for a long, they long were like time. The, what were they? They were like suit wearing gold stand what was their thing uh, Clementino basically, basically was just like we are like muscle statues yes and, yeah. and you are indie darlings and that therefore we are good and he has got a new gimmick which is basically Simon Dean from mm. back in the day and this had a proper 2005 stink all over it and it's one of those things where I'm like this is never going to get over I didn't mind it. I didn't like it as I well. Was, I, I thought they could have gone harder on the execution of it. Uh, because, yeah, they printed off a sticker and stuck it to a water bottle. But, like, I think if he'd done, like, the whole... If he'd branded everything and, like, there was supplements and yeah. all this stuff, like, you could go really far with it, more than just, like, he takes breaks in the matches to, like, do whatever that muscle drill thing is he had. What, yeah. Whatever that was. Whatever it was. Yeah, like and drink some water and all that Just stuff. Just got to like, stay hydrated. Because I liked, there were some bits of it though. I liked to like the bit where he catches him and he does a couple of reps. Like I like the sort of superiority complex idea mm. of it. But yeah, I, I can see why it was a bit shonky. It's a, it feels too, too gimmicky. Yes, it does. And it's, and I, but it was weird though, because I was like, well, he's getting this big return and this whole new repackaging. And like, yeah, Raul Mendoza's had a very subtle repackaging in the fact that he's got new gear and a jacket mm. and he wears a hat to the ring. Man. Hey, which, you know what? what? Great gear, by the way. Absolutely. Loved it. I thought that was cool stuff. New hats worked so well for Malibu Stacey. Mm. Like, everyone <laughs> <laughs> loves a new hat. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, I, I just never expected the outcome. No. <laughs> I just, I just, I was like, huh? Yeah. Okay. So, Riddick Moss's new gimmick is that he has got a the Riddick Regiment. The, re- the Riddick Regiment. And he was told by doctors when he was injured that he'd be out for two years or something like that. Mm. And they said he actually denied, like, defied medical help and didn't do what he was told by doctors and instead followed his own Riddick Regiment. And that's why he was able to get back to the ring yes. quicker. I like this. I'm not sure we should be telling kids to not listen to doctors. <laughs> but he is a heel. <laughs> he is a heel. He is a heel, I guess. Um, but he still came back to the ring. Like it doesn't yeah, matter if you're a heel true. or not. Like the, the proof is in the pudding, Luke. Yeah. He's back in the ring. Absolutely true. It's the same way Ryback speared yeah. that uh, that lass into a pool. She came out as a bikini model. Mm. If you take his supplements, it just happens. Hey, I took cod liver oil one time. <laughs> Sorry, Randy Datsun. Well, he actually returned in November last year, so it can't have been. Uh, Did he? Yeah. Uh, to do what? But- uh, live events. Oh, but, okay. like this. So, yeah. So he can't have uh, taken that many supplements if it took him between November and now to actually come back. Well, there you go. The more you know. So he's been. He's back in action. He's got this. Riddick... He was still printing the sticker for his water bottle. Yeah, That's why the, the Riddick him. regiments is his yeah. new thing. And it, yeah, at one point in the match, he uh, 
like has to go over and take some water and you've got Nigel going, got to stay hydrated. It's very yeah. important. Tries to pour it into Raul Mendoza's mouth who yeah. bats it away. Yeah, bats it away. And then, yeah, and then Mendoza wins. Mendoza yeah. It's this springboard, like spinny flip de doo and pins Yeah, but sideways him. spinny. Yeah, yeah, like a sideways spinny thing. And he pins A 360 cent on splash and kind of vibe. And the commentators put it over like he'd just pinned Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Like the crowd, like the crowd popped big for it. And you got like Nigel Shannon commentary. This is a major upset. I was like, is it? Yeah. Like Riddick lost all the time when he was here first time round. He never doesn't win anything. It's size, mate. It's size. Yeah, I, I did not particularly like the segment and I, I will rescind my this will never get over line because should never make the presumptions like that that's mm. my bad i don't think it will get over yeah. i'm willing to be wrong and i will well, it won't get over if he keeps losing <laughs> yeah. you know especially with, yeah. like mendoza when he came out seemed massively over he got a pretty big pop when yeah. he appeared and then got the huge pop at the end as well yeah. so He's getting some sort of... I think of... So everyone, like you and I, all expected that, hey, Riddick's back. He's got a new gimmick. He's probably yeah, going to win yeah, here. Yeah, so yeah. getting the surprise win, I, just putting it over like he just won And then was everyone like me at the beginning when they went, he's got a hat. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, look at that hat. But she's got a new hat. What a great jacket. So it, the match was fun. Mm. This gimmick just reeks of 2005 for me. I, just think, I, I feel like we've passed all this sort of very gimmicky stuff. It's the sort of thing that people don't like about Lacey Bugenhagen. Evans. Bugenhagen. is <laughs> very different. He, yeah, he is. is very different. It's the, yeah, it's the sort of thing people don't like about Lacey Evans, that she feels too gimmicky mm. in this sort of like world where Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair and, and Ronda Rousey yep. headline WrestleMania, where they're not, they're not characters, they're just themselves amplified. Yes, I, but I think you can, do, you can do all these things, but you just don't have to lean so heavily into the gimmick aspect. It's with like, stickers. You know, yeah, like with stickers or Lacey Evans teaching people manners like you can i think you can use all that lang you can use the language of that yes but without having to literally do it yeah. which is what i think they did with lacy in nxt yeah like, lacy in nxt didn't feel like she was this this gimmicky that she is on the main roster yeah. like sending invitations to other people like to come join me for dinner parties and, yes and, you know, yeah, wear yeah, formal that, like, attire, and it's like oh it smells of peach cobbler so this doesn't feel like the lacy evans that gross. we saw then in nxt yeah well that, she was but that was the thing like i think a lot of NXT, like normally nxt's gimmicks are very much just a uh almost just physical gimmicks it's just like that's just what they look like it's mm. it's a look more than it is like obviously no way jose had the the thing and adam rose had the the, the party the conga line but like yeah there's there are bits where there are proper gimmicks like prince pretty as well down there but that's not like simpler stuff gets over but when you extrapolate it out into well she's a southern bell so she has to do all the things that southern bells do mm-hmm. yes yeah. that's it yeah it's yeah. main roster rooms. Yeah, main exactly. Rooms yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But uh, we've got a recap of Kushida's debut last week. He'll be back next week uh, in action. And then we've got our main event of the show, which was Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle in a corking little match. Yeah. This was rad. I, I really was enjoyed it. thrilled when I looked at the timeline and there was 20 minutes left Me in this too. show. And I was like, oh, brilliant. Yeah, full. We're going to get like a full 15, 20-minute match here. Yeah. Matt Riddle looked like he was having a lovely time. Oh. So when he came out and he just took time to just Bro fist every single every person single in the person. front row. God, Matt Riddle's cool. Yeah, Adam fun. Cole feels like an absolute star. Uh, I my favorite. I mean, I had quite a few favorite spots in this, but like in particular, I loved Cole doing the step up in Seguri, and Riddle answered during the selling of this in Seguri by grabbing him and deadlift German suplexing him. Yeah, it's like it yeah. was a wicked sequence. So yeah, because Cole ends up turned around on the floor, yes, having just done that, and, and he. Riddle reels backwards, but as he comes forward, he just grabs him and just, <laughs> and just launches him. Deadlift, release German suplex. That was amazing. So such an cool. amazing spot. That was wicked. And you had a Riddle trying to do a fireman's carry, and as he lifted him up, Adam Cole slipped behind him and hit like a backstabber on him. It was mm. really, really good stuff. I, I, I thought this was absolutely tremendous. thought they really sold the ankle lock spot well. Yeah, yeah. Like Because he had him in the ankle lock, and Cole was doing everything he could to get out of it. But in trying to get out of it... Riddle just grabbed the other ankle yeah. and just twisted that instead. I thought it was rad. I loved it. But also, importantly, like this is kind of, again, another part of the Undisputed Era's decline, right? So, like, Cole hits the last shot. A move which, actually, commentary did a good job of pointing out, hitherto hadn't really been kicked out of. Gargano was the first person to ever kick out of the last shot on NXT mm-hmm. um, at TakeOver. And that yeah. was why Cole was so... That's why it, Cole didn't win. Yeah, exactly why Cole didn't win. But that... 
it's now as almost as if the power of the undisputed era is waning within NXT, and that yeah. even the finisher isn't protected anymore. It's like, like Freddy Krueger in Freddy vs. Jason, because people have stopped talking about him. He lost yeah. all of his. It's powers. about Pennywise. People aren't scared <laughs> of him anymore. Like, <laughs> and, and yet, and Riddle kicks out of the last shot. And as you say, like Mora Ronaldo on commentary was like. That means Riddle's the second person to kick mm. out of that move, the second ever person to kick out mm. of that move. I think it's a really, really cool story. Yeah. And then you have uh, Riddle's making this comeback. He hits a V trigger and a go to sleep and a big knee. Oh, that was in that bit. The go to sleep bit. Yeah. So he go go to sleep, power bomb, flips him over, huge, huge knee. knee. So cool. And then here comes Roderick Strong. Mm. And as you've we've seen on the NXT shows for the last couple of weeks, basically, uh, I would argue. Every single week since, you know, for the last three, four weeks, pretty much since WrestleMania, we might as well have had the same thumbnail for, for this show, which is the end of the Undisputed mm. Era, but we have to try and got to think of different talking points. But this is a lovely new chapter to this. Mm-hmm. Roderick Strong runs down. These two have been, they've been having their troubles for the past couple of weeks. And Strong helps uh, Cole back up, gets him back into the ring, and that's what allows him to... Um, is that where they get the last shot in, or is it... Uh... No, so it's uh, so that's after that. So oh, the yeah, last so shot already happened. So yeah, Cole actually... a super kick. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. There's, so Roddy, after that whole blitz by um, Riddle with the, the V-trigger and the powerbomb and the go-to-sleep, Cole rolls out of the ring, like mm. veteran-style, and that's when Roddy runs down. He helps him to his Oh, he's WWE 2K19 yeah. tactic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just get out of there. Goes, comes down, picks him up, and then Riddle comes out mm-hmm. to get them both. Penalty kicks Roddy. at Cole, yeah. but hits Roddy. Cole scurries up back into the ring. Riddle jumps down to deal with Roddy. And then as Riddle turns to get back in the ring, he does a flip over the top rope. But, it, but as he does that, straight into a super kick by Cole. And people bought that as the finish. Yeah. Myself included, I was like, oh, that's a cool little finish. Because yeah. really, Roddy essentially helped him win. But Cole no, has got very good at super kicking people as they're doing a flip. Yeah. And no, Riddle kicks out. But as he kicks out, grabs Cole in the bro mission and Cole taps out. Mm-hmm. And then Roddy gets into the ring. The rest of the era run down to kind of help out their, their brother in arms. And chase off Riddle as well. And Cole shrugs off Roderick Strong, and then they go off into their separate corners. And once again, it's Kyle O'Reilly with Adam Cole yeah. and Bobby Fish with Roderick Strong. Very, very subtle staging. I, yeah. I, I love it so, so, so much. Don't want this group to split up, but I don't think they are. No, but I want to see that. I want to see that tag match. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> we are just leading, especially into when becoming... when Fish and O'Reilly have to get in the ring together oh, and have yeah. to be like, "Well, we're going to have to do this." Like, it's going to be amazing if it goes in that direction, of course. And they even leave in those two pairings. Yeah, like Fish and and Strong leave together, even though all four of them technically do leave at the same time. It's just very, and they were just sort of like shouting each other, mouthing off, and. They have this line from Adam Cole. It's all off mic, obviously, just picked up by the uh, camera mic, mm. where he's walking away and he says, I've been losing big matches, and it's always when he's involved. Yep. I oh. won that five-way on my own. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Like In his head, he's like, yeah, I'm, I don't, I'm not losing because I'm rubbish. No, no, no. I'm losing because he's here. Yeah, he's the ultimate ego. It's, yeah. it's, I, loved, I loved how long they let that segment run as yeah. well. Like, as, soon as, they, like, as soon as the match was over... They did such a good job of just, like, enough sort of back-and-forth banter. The crowd really got into it. They were doing, hug it out, hug it out, hug it out. And there was a bit where, like, Roddy was really like, like, come on, man. Like, yep, we've got to do let's this. Let's go with him. And Cole was just like, nah, forget it, Roddy. And got out the other side of the ring. So good. It's really well staged. It's yep. really well executed. Um, and yeah, I, I could see them coming out of this the other side of being like, we are a much stronger unit now, babyface unit. Yep. And it's you've got to have the split and come back together. I think there's, and it's, Mauro Ronaldo put this over on commentary as well, where he's like, Cole said at the start of the year that the Undisputed Era are going to be dripping in gold. Yep. And all they're dripping in is, you know, confusion. So yeah, they're yeah. just battling each other. They're just like, they're imploding. That's a great story. Like the start of this year, they were like, this is going to be it. Yeah, 2019 is the era of the undisputed and actually it's been the worst year for them so mm-hmm. far hopefully they can come out better the other side but I, I'm, I'm super excited I, I love this story yeah I can't, I can't wait to see where it goes because I think there's so many options like, yeah. I think there could be this This is you know part of a process of like trickery that they're going to play into later on like if they cotton on to the fact that like people think they're splitting up because they did the, they have already done that spot slightly before where 
Johnny was like, oh, where's Roddy? Yeah. And then Roddy slides in and beats him down and then all that stuff. Maybe this is all a long game plan. Like, that could be an option. Maybe they... Maybe there's a change in the leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe Roddy becomes the leader of the Undisputed Era for a bit, and then that leads to a, like a power struggle again. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe they reform fully at full strength as babyfaces. And there's there was a lot a, you yeah. can do with this. And there was a WWE.com video that was released afterwards as well. So it's on Twitter, which is them, them arguing backstage, and it is Fish and O'Reilly trying to hold back Cole while he's shouting, mm. and Strong takes off a T-shirt and just throws it to them, and he doesn't have the armband either. And Cold grabs the armband and says, maybe you don't deserve to wear this. Yeah. And sort of storms off. And Kyle O'Reilly picks it up being like, hmm, this is sad. Yeah. We'll give it to someone else. We'll give it to someone else. Who else was in <laughs> Ring of Honor? <laughs> so I thought it was a really strong episode of NXT, particularly with a killer main event. Yeah, it's a wicked match. Not massively sold on Riddick Moss's Boo. gimmick. But, you know, no, I'm, 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 I'm ready to be proven it wrong. It can be. It can hopefully be worked on absolutely i'm i'm so ready to be proven wrong mm. uh but yes good show what did you think i really really enjoyed it i think it was a lot of fun yeah i even like even the riddick moss match i enjoyed for the the moments in it for mendoza winning as well specifically i popped for that i was like <laughs> what this is so good um yeah i think yeah. it did a lot and i, I am interested to see what's going to happen because they've actually managed to make stories that aren't really about the titles because for some reason they don't really know what's going on with the titles they've made that work for them yeah which i'm very pleased about like it's nice to see the undisputed era having a storyline that doesn't even involve the gold yeah very interesting actually talking about the gold um we'll come on to the super chats in just a second randy but you might be able to help us out with this Mm -hmm. as well but um dijak's injured right yeah yeah how long's he out for three months three months so that really puts a damper on velveteen dreams feud with him really opens up Velveteen Dream for some options here. Kushida's just debuted. Mm-hmm. I think Keith Lee's Keith back Lee's now. Back. So there's quite a few. Uh, J- Jackson Riker, if you're going to do like the Forgotten Sons versus yeah, yeah. Uh, the Viking Raiders or whatever. Um, you can I mean, get Jackson three, Riker going up. Three belts, yeah. yeah. Exciting times. Randy Dotson, Super Chats, please. Yes, let's go. We've got quite a few more this time, so that's nice. Thank you very everyone who has donated. Uh, Dustin Pylon, Dustin Pilon, possibly, as I say every day. Or when Pylon. I first saw Gunner in TNA, I told anyone who would listen that he is money. Can't wait for more Jackson Riker push in any capacity. Uh, he is a friend of a WrestleTalk fan. Oh, actually, the Fishmonger. Mm. The, one of the original crap gimmicks, the Fishmonger. Um, yeah, Jackson Riker's one of his friends. He keeps sending us uh, pictures of the two of them together, hanging out. Oh. Yeah, nice. Jackson Riker supports WrestleTalk, confirmed. Of course he does. Uh, as does Matt Riddle. Um, yeah. Zachary Marsh says... And the Young Bucks. Having you guys, have you guys ever watched a death match, and what was the worst spot you've ever seen from one? Also, make Andy Fatson fight in WWE 2K19 Gauntlet match to earn merch. <laughs> um, well, I mean, that's a gimmick we could do next week, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I've seen death matches. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've seen some gruesome... Well, so we saw the clip from... We showed the clip at the Prince Charles when we were watching Ready to Rumble of David Arquette in his death match. With Nick Gage. In which... Nick Gage slips after they do a spot with a light tube and uh, Gage breaks it over Arquette's forehead Mm. and then proceeds to jab him in the forehead with a pointy end. But somewhere in that whole confusion, slips and just across his neck. Yeah. That's probably the worst spot I've ever seen. It was a botch, but it was a not not pretty. No, I mean I know I've, I've been into a lot of um, backyard stuff. I remember my like I was a teenager in the early two yeah. thousands when backyard wrestling was a big deal. So like after school you'd be like there'd be some backyard feds that you can go and visit, mm. and light tubes are plenty sort of there. And that was done very unsafely. Um, yeah, so yeah. I, I've seen some variously horrible stuff. Mm. And of course Lego bricks. I think surprise. Yeah, I think surprisingly it's that sort of stuff that is the worst. The um the spot in the Jimmy Havoc Sammy Callahan match that we saw at Wrestling mm. Media Con. Paper cuts. No, no, oh. no. In which, so paper cuts are bad. Like, and I I like the fact that they're completely safe, mm-hmm. but they just look. It just looks. It's so visceral. Yeah. Um. But there's a spot in that in which they pour a load of thumbtacks on the floor. Jimmy Havoc's shoes somehow end up off. Mm. Uh. Through. He said in our interview that he's very bad at tying laces. Yeah, so he he ends up with his shoes off and then he gets up on the turnbuckle to do a double-footed stomp onto Callahan, who rolls out of the way. So Jimmy Havoc just two foots into a bunch of thumbtacks. Yeah. That is one of the worst spots yeah. I've ever seen. And it, it, I can tell you how bad that is. When we uh, WrestleTalk.com's interview with Jimmy Havoc, which will be released as a podcast tomorrow, 
it's his it's his least favorite spot to do is it and jimmy havoc in that interview also said i bleeding is easier than running which is why i do death matches and <laughs> <laughs> and i like the taste of my own blood oh my god <laughs> Uh, Laurie, I was going to say the exact same one. He had a death match last year at Super Strong Style with Joey Janela. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. And he did the same spot with his, with his just walking in on thumbtacks. And my God, there was a girl in front of me who had like a phobia of feet. <laughs> and she was like almost vomiting. She had to turn around and like, I just I had to have a covered conversation with her. She's like, is it done? Is it done? <laughs> no, there's more feet. He's grown extra legs. <laughs> my favorite part from that wrestling media Be sick, be sick was that Jimmy versus Callahan was the main event. Mm. And they had it as the main event because it was a family-friendly event. Um, they were like, we've got to put this on match last so that the parents and the kids can leave and they won't have missed yeah, like, yeah. other main the events other we could do. The show. So throughout the also night... because the cleanup is a pain. Well, exactly. Yeah. But they were kept saying, this match is going to be very, very violent. It's coming up soon. We will give you lots of warning that it's going to be happening. And the match started, and I just thought to myself, well... There's no families here now. Within about five minutes, I saw a dad and his kid legged out the room as if the dad thought, ah, it won't be that bad, will it? That'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. Can't imagine it'd be that. It's only wrestling, <laughs> innit? What was it that lad said um, in that uh, TMZ clip we showed at Wrestling Media Con? Oh. <laughs> People get stabbed. People get stabbed. People get stabbed. It's <laughs> <laughs> all about, about deathmatch wrestling. Google TMZ's coverage of David Arquette's injury. So it is funny. the worst it is the worst. Yeah, it's three it's... people who, or four people who know nothing about wrestling talking about death matches. Uh, oh, no, that one yeah, guy. That one, that he one, knows, sorry, he knows. That's why he's so flippant with the people get stabbed. Because because people, get stabbed. Like, people get stabbed. People get stabbed. Like, um, but yeah, that, yeah, I just like the idea of this dad just going like, oh, it won't be that bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, that it's only wrestling. Amazing. And then legging it. Like, what? No, I've seen wrestling and I thought it was fake. <laughs> this was not. This is a, those, are, those are real. <laughs> that, that's real. That's a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, should we do a couple more? Uh, Craig Brown says, I wonder if the gift that you two got is Randy merch. Uh, well, it better not be, otherwise I'll send yeah, it back. It'd be pretty weird if it was. I, I feel like Rachel likes us, so I don't think it will be. Who's Rachel? It's the person who sent it to us. Oh, okay. Uh, thank you, Rachel. It's a head. Uh, JobberJJ496 says, How's the undefeated mindset work when she tapped out? Well, that's it. It's a, it's a mindset. She In her head, she is undefeated. Okay. It's a mental thing. She's mentally undefeated. Mm. Uh, Michael, Mr. Michael Law 2011 says, I feel as though the Forgotten Sons should talk about how fans chant we forgot you, but yet they forgot the homeless veterans outside. Of uh, Full sale. Could be. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. yeah, good way to get heat. Uh, James Williams says, please tell SoCal Val I said hi. Oh, she was just here. She was just, she here. Was just here. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll say next time she's here. Yes. Uh, Ant the Great says, just got my NXT 25 tickets. Just want to say thank you to everyone at WrestleTalk. You brought back my love of wrestling. Living behind Titan Towers is not as awesome as one would think. Put me down for more uh, WrestleTalk merch. Well, thank you very, very much. You're the reason we do this. Um, yeah, and enjoy TakeOver 25. Mm. Yeah. We'll likely be watching it live, doing a live stream. Should be awesome. Uh, JJ, where is Bugenhagen? Where is the Boogs? Where is Boogs? They're afraid of him getting too over. Mm, exactly. Yeah, I he'll, think he'll, he's, he's... I don't know. He'll, I, be, he'll be... If they put him on TV every now, week, there's now for him to do. Like, oh, it's yeah. just... Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's a good entrance and a good... <laughs> he's not a good match. He's a good... Oh, strong disagree. Strong, yeah. strong disagree. A Roderick strong disagree. Uh, Tomo says, some people want Tomo merch. Should happen before Pete, Mer Pete merch becomes a thing. Just saying, I am over. Uh, everyone's getting merch these days. Yeah, you can just make your own. <laughs> make your own, yeah, just get your people, own big cards. Randy did. People keep saying, oh, I, I didn't make that. Nate made that. You made that. Uh, you made that. People are saying, you need merch, but I was like, I'm pointing out you've already got merch. I have already got merch. Yeah, yeah, yeah he has got merch. Buy my t shirt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at talk to, uh, bigcartel.com. Uh, Evie Duran turned heel on me, saying, uh, Chopper Pete is the best. Hi, Luke. Hi, Laurie. Also, hi to Ollie, even though he's not there on camera. I think that's everyone. <laughs> That's Housemate Simon. That's house yeah, there is Housemate Simon. Yeah, good point. Just Housemate Is he coming in to do the it? Oh, so yeah, we're going to be uh, moving over to Screen Stalker once this is finished because in around 10 minutes, the trailer for It Chapter 2 drops. So we're going to do, uh, we're going to watch it and then we're going to stream some live reactions to it. Spooky, spooky, spooky. Spooky dudes. Mm -hmm. Tomo, uh, I see your precious bird raptor in the background. Yeah, there he is. Mm. I'm amazed that it's taken a few people to realize that it's there. Well, a lot of people are saying, what's that pink thing? <laughs> it's about uh, the bird raptor. 
Bigum Steve says, do you think Riddle will be next in line for NXT Championship or do you think he'll be feuding with more of the Undisputed Era till Strong leaves and then he does a spoiler for the next taping so he won't do that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, he's clearly like being pushed as the one of the top guys mm-hmm. in that brand. So yeah, he's definitely going to be in that championship picture by the end of the year. If, yeah, if, if not like if champion not by the not end immediately, of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and finally from Adam Pearson, my hey! best friend, who yeah. says, which wrestler would you most like to interview? Oh, you wanted to do Walter, great... didn't you? Well, yeah, but I, I, I didn't do the Walter interview in the end because yeah. um, I, I, I thought Louis can do that because I wanted a beer instead. Yeah. I, and I, I went to Progress and I thought, I want to what? interview beers is what I want to interview. Louis's not old enough to have beer anyway. So. He is, he's 18. <laughs> he's, um, I, I showed up to the event all prepared to like interview Walter and then as soon as I got there I was like I don't want to do work yeah, <laughs> I just want to watch wanna, the wrestling I want to have beer in a wrestling <laughs> so I, I thought oh, we'll let Louis do it instead he'd done all the other interviews so it just made mm. sense for him to do it who would I like to interview Triple H mm. Triple H do a big deep dive interview with Triple H about his career I David think, Arquette I think I just want to play games with wrestlers I want to play games with Adam Cole yeah there's actually quite a few people in NXT that I'd, oh, and WWE that I think would be fun interviews like Xavier Woods would probably be a really fun interview yeah yeah yeah, uh, I have interviewed Xavier Woods. I was going to say you nice, have, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Ember Moon, she's a big D and D fan. Yeah, we can just talk about D and D. Tyler Breeze also plays D and D. Aiden English is playing D and D with them. Yeah, we can talk about Alexa Bliss has played D and D. And me and Aiden English could talk about how we've lost our hair. You look exact same. <laughs> we've had to shave it off. You could be like, but you're me, <laughs> like the Spider Man meme, <laughs> yeah. pointing at each other. Uh, uh. Deuce from Deuce and Domino. Uh, Sanj TP is the last one, actually. He says, where is Casey Carolina Liar? Which was on TV last week, wasn't she? Was it last week? Yeah, I think yeah. she's ma- she's well, mostly team, propping up the WWE PC YouTube channel <laughs> because every single video is about Casey Catmaran. Oh, they love her so much. Uh, right, let's do this gift that was sent to us. This was sent to us by Rachel. It said, I sent you and Laurie a gift last week. Just want to make sure you got it. I uh, don't know how delivery works in the UK. So, they bring uh, it to you. I've got it right here because it did arrive. Um, I will do this so our address is not visible. Um, And it says, uh, uh, if you like the gift, could you give a shout out to my friend Ziggy? Um, Hi, Ziggy. Hi, Ziggy. While Luke attempts to work this out. You have to like it first. Oh, well, we have to like it so we don't give the shout out. I rescind my shout out, Ziggy. Why can't I not You be patient. Do you want a hand? Do you want to? Yeah. Do you want some keys or something? Yeah, I need some keys. Have you you got scissors, have you? I thought, it, I thought it might be like a nice easy tear thing. Yeah, no. No. Oh, he's Sadly got the teeth not. on oh, it. Oh, there he goes. Look at him go. The animal. <laughs> he's done it oh, look at the creature go. He's going to come back. With it's a shame you can't see can't see on his camera, but he's mauling it currently. He is, and it's just about going well. It's just oh, about, there, there he goes. Good work, mate. Datsun Strong style. That was not to be seen on camera. That no. Was, that was disgusting. Too, but too erotic. <gasps> oh. It's going to be very nice for Andy. It's a Magic the Gathering Spellcaster cards. It's a starter kit. Spellslinger. I used to play that. You did indeed. Thank you very, very much. Because I think it's probably because we've been burying Magic (laughs) the Gathering on this show. So, we've been sent some Shout out to Ziggy now. Let's have a look. Oh, no. Yeah, so I'm going to give back my shout out to Ziggy. Uh, Yeah, I I re-give Ziggy. Here's your shout out, Ziggy. Ziggy started. Ziggy played guitar. This looks fun. Yes. We could play that because we now we got it as a start, so we'll play that later on. Yeah. So why don't you tell us where you were yesterday? Or are you? Oh yes, yeah. No, sorry. I was like, whoa, where was I yesterday? (laughs) Uh, I went to um, the Cineworld in uh, Leicester Square in the middle of the day to go to their super screen, which is a really big screen. to play Smash Bros. Ultimate with a bunch of other YouTube channels. Yeah. It was really fun. And you, when, you, when you say you went to play Smash Bros. Ultimate, you mean on the cinema screen? On the cinema screen, That's yes. nuts. Yeah. Apparently, very easy to set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, any, any old schmuck can rent it. <laughs> like, this is the thing. They're pushing the idea that, like... You can, for your birthday, mm-hmm. just rent a cinema screen to play games on. Yeah. I've already said to Ollie, surely that's our Christmas party this oh, year. Yeah, right? Ideally, our summer party. <laughs> not, that Ide- we've had, not that we've got a history of having those. Ideally, next week. Ideally, yeah. <laughs> let's go tomorrow. Um, you're not doing anything tonight, Luke. Let's go yeah. now. Um, but 
great fun. Really, really cool. Like a, an, a weird experience as well because actually it's almost too big. Because there's mm-hmm. bits of the game where you're like you're watching your character and you are you are missing half the screen. Yeah. Because you just cannot see it. Um, it's such an awesome way to play games. Really, really cool. Apparently, like if you can turn it all the way up, it is deafening as well. I'd imagine so. Yeah. Absolutely. Super fun though. Super, super fun. Yes. Well, uh, that is another recommendation for us. Mm. But um, we have got to go do a live show very, very shortly. And I've just seen that something has gone terribly wrong with the stream. So I need to go fix that. Yes. Um, thank you, Andy. And uh, thank you. That was actually partly my fault. Uh, anyway, we'll be back on the Saturday show. I've got to do this very rapid, very quickly. We've got a special podcast being released tomorrow with uh, interviews from the stars of Progress Super Strong Style 16, including NXT UK champion Walter uh, and Trent Seven and... Jordan uh, Grace from Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor's Mark Haskins, AEW's Jimmy Havoc, and uh, Darby Allen. So we've got that coming up tomorrow. Take care. Love you. Goodbye.